0: This is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast.
1: Yes. Welcome to another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and choosing to listen to us. Out of all the things that you could be listening to right yeah. now, you are listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. Eddie, how are you feeling?
0: Great. I mean, June is just around the corner. Uh it's a month that uh we both enjoy very, very much because we celebrate our birthdays in yes. June. And I think we're just a couple of days, what is like four or five days apart? Yeah, so I'm June fourth. June 9th. Yep. Uh uh, so you know, really looking forward to starting that new chapter in our lives. I don't know about you, some people get a little nervous uh when they start getting older. I think of it as an achievement, I think of it as as a success. Like, hey, I didn't think I was gonna make it at twenty one. Look at me now going on thirty. That sounds like really great for me, but does does getting old make you nervous in any way?
1: No, like I feel like I need to think about this more sometimes <laughs> because it doesn't um like it doesn't bother me in a way. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I just I don't think about it. I think that's what it is. I don't think about yeah. it. To me it's just oh, okay, it's my birthday today. I forget that I'm like, you Getting know, older. 20 going <laughs> to be 25. Like I forget the 5 years from 30. Like that's crazy. Yeah. You know, but it's something that I think I need, do need to remind myself a little bit more, you know, like Be thankful. Be grateful. You know, think about your accomplishments and think about what you've been able to do so far and take some time to just, you know, enjoy that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, it's more like, uh, remember, you're going to be 30 because I still feel young. I still feel like I'm 17. And sometimes I got to remind myself, you're actually you're, you're old, dude. And it's not, no offense wow, to people yeah. in their 30s uh but you know there comes with the age there is there does come a certain way uh, that you are supposed to carry yourself uh so just being a little bit more conscious of that not looking like a mangan song or you know <laughs> like looking just crazy out there and just be like yeah i'm 30 i can still have fun you know i can yeah. still go out i can still hang out i can still do all that good stuff uh but at 30 you do need to be a little bit more aware Of how you do carry yourself, especially in social settings.
1: Yeah. I mean, my mind right now is just on this wedding and this registry lets us know like how many days left. Yep. And it seems as if like we every day when we look at it, we question if the registry is accurate or not, because it'll be like, you know, 76 days and then. That's in the morning, and then at night it's like 70. You're like, wait a minute, you yeah, know? And yeah. obviously, you know, it's just time really is going really fast, yeah. and um, you know, that's kind of where my mind is at, but
0: yeah, absolutely. And you know, speaking about time and going fast and just things happening around the world, you know, we did want to take this time out to just point out on what's happening in Hawaii. Uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, one of their volcanoes, uh, which uh, they did have their eye on as being an active volcano, uh, did you know, um, I don't know what's the word you call it, I don't want to call that explode, uh, but did become very active. At the moment, I think it's at the 18th fissure that has opened. Uh, we see that people have had to evacuate the island uh, because of the lava, the magma. Uh, it erupted. That's the, the word that I was thinking of. Uh, the uh, The lava, the ma- they're like lava bombs that are just flying all over the island. And, you know, we just want to bring this to your consciousness because, uh, you know, sometimes we don't think about things like this and things that are happening around the world. And we have people that are being uh, displaced and have had to leave their home. Uh, So we do want to keep them in our prayers. A lot of times we think about Hawaii as an awesome, you know, honeymoon or vacation destination or something that you want to put on your bucket list that you want to visit. You know, Hawaii, you want to visit a volcano, you want to swim with the sea turtles. Uh, But at this moment, you know, these people are going through a situation that is a little tough, uh, that is not a little tough, that is very tough. Uh, We want to keep them in our prayers and ask God uh, to give them the strength and the peace necessary uh, to uh, go through this process, that he may guide each and every one of them um, to, to find refuge um, and to find a place where uh, they may be able to call home if they're unable to go back uh, to where they were living at uh, before.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll keep uh, them in prayer. And again, we do these topics for us to just become more aware of yeah. things that are happening around us. I mean, this, you know, I mean, I know we talk about this often is something that sometimes I am guilty of, of not, like, you know, being up on the news and what's happening, and it's super important to just be aware of everything that's going on.
0: Yeah, you know what, if anything, a lot of times, you know, sometimes when we are praying at night or even in our our regular prayer life, we're like, man, you know, I feel like I keep repeating the same things over and over. Well, here's something you can add to that list. Maybe you need something new to pray about. Maybe you need something to kind of broadening your horizon when it comes to prayer. And, you know, you don't only have to pray for yourself, your family and your church and your friends. You know, you could pray for stuff that are happening around the world. So here you go. Pray for Hawaii tonight or pray for Hawaii later today uh, when you're having a little uh, Jesus time on your own and just lift them up in prayer uh, so that God can be with them during this time.
1: Yes, and now for the now playing segment, summer is around the Woo! corner. We are super excited about that and, you know, I don't know about you, but music does play a big part yes. in the summertime and songs that, you know, when I hear it, it reminds me of summertime, reminds me of being in my pool, reminds me of being with my family and just hanging out with, you know, our friends and yeah,
0: just driving on the highway yeah, with, the with the windows down, down and yeah. All of that, so uh, I don't know, what's one song that's on your summer playlist? Every summer I have to have this song on repeat and listen to it multiple times. Um, Some people may like it, some people may not. For me, it's my number one summer go-to song, which is "I Will Find You" by Jimmy Needham featuring Lecrae. I can I can spit that <laughs> verse like it's nobody's <laughs> business. Don't play with me. Uh, but I think it's a really good upbeat song. You know, it's really good. It has a good uh, funk and melody to it. Um, so that's my summer song. What about you?
1: Yeah, uh, mine is definitely it's called "Like We Belong" by Gavi. And um, Gavi, G-A-W-V-I, is an EDM Christian hip-hop artist and music producer for Reach Records. This is the label that Lecrae is on. Yeah. And um, he has a song. It's called Like We Belong. It's great for the summertime. Again, just that uh, EDM-style music, but just uh, it's a good message and just one of those songs that you can drive in the highway, windows down, or just as you're outside, you know. Um, hanging out with your friends and your family, just a song that gets you uh, real hyped and just like you know, motivated. in the mood to celebrate yeah. and just motivated about you know everything that's happening in the summer time. Yeah.
0: And you know if you're if you're a listener who either has their song that they would like for us to listen, maybe we'll add it to our summer playlist. Or if you have a song that you think is a perfect summer song to add your to your playlist, send it to us. Email it to us at godleftculture at gmail.com or send it to us on Instagram at godleftculture um, and we'll check it out. And you never know, you yeah. maybe hear about it in one of our future episodes. Yeah, make
1: sure it's a good song.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, taste is subjective.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and today we're talking about. Uh, A very uh, cool topic. I think this is a topic we're all going to be able to relate to. Actually, uh, even before we started this podcast, this topic had been in our minds. And we had been kind of, you know, discussing it and diving into it. You know, before this podcast, we, you know, last week we had Brian... And, you know, yeah. he's one of our close friends as well. And, you know, me and Eddie are usually always like we always debate topics or talk about different topics and have conversations. And, you know, that's kind of how this whole podcast thing started, yep. you know, you're kind of getting us getting you guys, um, you know, the trip into our minds and just to see things that we think and, um, you know, our thoughts on different things. And the idea of friendships dun, dun, is dun. something <laughs> that we often talk about and you know, many different um, ideas regarding friendships and what the Bible says about friendships, you know, in reading this article, you know, from uh, crosswalk.com, it's an article about the eight principles of biblical friendship, not for nothing. I knew the Bible definitely spoke about friendship. And I think we easily go to the verse iron sharpens iron, like a friend sharpens a friend, you know, like all of that. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother and those verses that we all know, but there are other verses in the Bible, like Proverbs that, have such clear advice for things that we may go through in our friendships that it, I mean, it shocked me to know the Bible truly has the answer for everything, you know, even as simple as a friendship and, you know, a disagreement or a fight or anything like that. The Bible has advice on that.
0: Yeah, and we're going to be hitting those Bible verses as we go through uh, this article and the eight principles of a biblical friendship. I think that it's uh, like Bagel was saying, it's something that we speak about a lot. Um, Not only when we reflect on our friendship, but the friendships of those of our friends and their friends. And just, you know, sometimes we are just taken aback by certain decisions that certain people make, and maybe we don't agree with those decisions. And we're kind of, we get into this debate of, you know, is it right? Is it wrong? What would you do? Um, And all that good stuff. So we'll be hitting on those little things uh, today. So one of the th- the first principle that they bring up in reference to uh, biblical friendships is selectivity. Uh, this first principle of selectivity, uh, they bring us with Proverbs chapter 8, verse 24, that says, A man of many companions may come to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. This proverb reminds us that everyone cannot and should not be a close friend. Quality trumps quantity when it comes to friendship. Select your friends wisely and then stick to them.
1: Yeah, this is um a really good one. I mean, this is something I think we all need to think about when we think about friendships and who we, you know, choose to have around us. You know, we yes. have to remember that we choose who we want to be in our inner circle and to be a part of our friend group, you know? Absolutely. And, um, you know, we need to be so wise and so cautious as to who we allow to enter our lives in that way. Um, You know, there are people that, whether they're in our jobs, in our school, or, you know, sometimes even in our church, that, you know, are around us, that we kind of don't have a choice to have them around us. Mm -hmm. They're there, you know? And then there are those that we invite into our lives that we allow them and give them access to you know personal things and secrets and you know things that um are intimate to us you know and things that we care about and you know I love that you know quality trumps quantity you know and it's like do you want to have you know 567 friends that are never there for you Mm -hmm. and cannot give you good advice or do you want 10 that when you need them will be there for you yeah
0: or even five three like you know i think that's very important i think that a lot of times and and i think we know these individuals that kind of go on a daily mission of trying to recruit more people to be part of their friends list and this is even before social media and friends and facebook and all that other stuff where these people just innately want everyone to be their friend um but you know not everyone Um, Should be your friend. Not everyone wants to be your friend. And we have to be very conscious of that and be able to read, you know, what is your intention in wanting to be my friend? Do you want to be my friend? Because, you know, we have, you know, we we vibe on the same wavelength. You know, we think the same way. You know, we we connect in a a good way. Or are you trying to just get into my life because... You're curious, you're nosy, like, you know, and there's certain people like I've had experiences with people that want to be my friend and I can feel it a mile away where nope, we do not need to be friends. At all, no way, no how. And it's just because you feel like they're intent. Like they have uh, they have, um, an underlining reason why they want to get close to you and why they want to be your friend. And, you know, you have to be, whether you want to call that the Holy Spirit, whether you want to call that having um, discernment. A discernment, you know, whatever you want to attribute that to, you have to be sensitive to that because you cannot let everyone into your personal space, life, and, you know, personal everything period yeah uh proverbs 22 24
1: to 25 says make no friendship with the man given to anger nor go with the wrathful man lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare and you know the article says character is caught as much as taught yes the idea that you know You don't have to literally be taught something in order to pick it up. You can just catch it. And because I hang around with these group of people, you know, immediately my vocabulary changes, the way I act changes, the way I think changes. You know, before, you know, everything was, you know, I would run to God in prayer. Now it's, you know, well, what can I do to fix this? Because Mm -hmm. that's what everyone around me is doing. So just being careful, you know, Proverbs warns us right there. You know, and it's specifically with a man that's given to anger, you know, a situation having to do with anger. And it says, you know what, you'll learn his ways and entangle yourself in that snare. And I think about how many things have we entangled ourselves in our lives that God never meant for us to be involved in simply because we invited people into our lives that really had no place to be there. Yeah, And
0: it's very important that that is why it's very important that we are careful with we with who we allow into our inner circle, because usually our inner circle of the people that who we confide in, who we go to for advice, we go for the, um, you know, when we need a suggestion or we need kind of clarity in something, we go to our inner circle. But when your inner circle are full of people that do not have your best interest in mind, the enemy will use them to uh, use those things uh, in which you're weak. In. for example, if you're someone who is impulsive or if you're someone who is quick to anger, you know, if you have people surrounding you that don't have your best interest in mind, instead of them telling you, think about it, or take some time, or you know what, pray about it, or you know what, you know maybe you should speak to them, but speak to them in this way, they're gonna tell you, you know what, you should go up to that person and tell them this, this, and this. Or you know what, don't even go up to them. You know, shove them, or you know, they, they're gonna feed, they're gonna try to have you feed into those areas in which you're weak in. Uh, that's why it's important, like I'm, gonna, I, I'm someone that I can recognize sometimes that can be impulsive, so I can't surround myself by people that are gonna always want me to tap into that impulsiveness you need people around you that are going to tell you hey you know take a breather take a moment you know not everything you have to run and attack immediately some things you have to be able to walk away from but if you don't have those people around you then you're going to find yourself in a boatload of trouble
1: boatload okay and the next uh thing that this article talks about is proximity and it says how relationships gain strength through proximity distance makes friendships more difficult you need friends who live close to you and the verse they choose is proverbs 27 10 that says do not forsake your friend and your father's friend and do not go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity um it says better is a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away and I think this is like a two part with the next one, mm. you know, the next thing that we'll talk about. Yeah. But the idea that proximity there need there does need there needs to be a closeness yeah. to friendship. Um, you know, there are friends that you could have that are a great distance from you. There's especially now with social media and the phone and, you know, so many FaceTime and all these different things that we can do to still maintain a connection and friendship. Um, But I do believe that there is a different element when you are able to see someone and able to have that physical contact with them as well, whether it is through a hug or, you know, through um, just spending time with each other and laughing and different things like that, where it does strengthen a friendship. You know, where you're able to spend time with someone and and see them in their element and see them in the things they like to do and, you know, uh, supporting them. I think support is such a big thing. And sometimes when there's that distance, you can't really do that. You know, um, whether it's showing up at a sports game, if they're an athlete or showing up to a concert, if they're a musician or a singer, you know, just showing support, I think, is a great thing. If they're going through a tough time, you know, being there. Even if you don't really have the words, just your presence alone, you know, that proximity, that closeness is a good thing
0: yeah you know with proximity it, the good thing about it is that it allows you to hang out it gives you the opportunity uh to de-stress uh it gives you the opportunity to have fun to unburden yourself you know you know that is good when you have people that you know maybe you're you're working really hard at work and you just need to go out catch a movie catch a bite to eat do something or whatever you know it's good to have friends that you can go out and do that with uh the other good thing about having people in your proximity your friends in your proximity is that um through Um, through time and as your relationship strengthens, you're able to read each other's body language, where maybe through a text, I can text you and be like, hey, I'm fine. And you have to take me by my word and be like, oh, okay, you're fine. But if we were face to face, and even though I said I'm fine, but you can kind of tell something is off, then we can have that conversation where, okay, I hear that you're saying you're fine, but I feel like there's something wrong. Like, speak to me a little bit more about that. You know, with that being said, it leads us to number three, which is, Boundaries. On the other hand, Proverbs also teaches the principles of boundaries. Know when to leave a friend alone. Say that again. Know when to leave a friend alone. <laughs> different people have different capacities for friendship, and various friendships have different limitations. Learn when to give your friends space. Proverbs 25, 17 says, let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest we have this uh, his fill of you and hates you so what do you think about boundaries
1: so i love how it says different people have different capacities for friendship and various friendships have different limitations yes so i think it's very important when you have friendships to know who you're friends with not just like the things they like to do and things like that but you know what gets them upset Mm -hmm. what makes them happy you know like you said knowing their body language knowing when okay maybe not Right now is not the time to address this or talk yeah. about this. Maybe I can wait because if I do this now, I know that this is how they're going to react and it's not going to be a good thing. So I think it's very important to know space is in like is necessary. Yeah, absolutely. In a friendship. There are times where, you know, our presence needs to be there. Yep. The unity needs to be there. But then there are times where space is necessary, especially when it comes to things with the Lord and you know spiritual things where I feel like many times it's like we want to grab certain people and bring them to like the presence of God and we want to grab people and take them you but know you to the mountain. You just interrupted
0: their moment where they were in right. the mountain
1: themselves. And it's almost like you know what maybe you know there's a worship, a level of worship that I think we've all experienced, you know, as yeah. friends, where it's like a community thing. It's a unity thing. It's like all of us together having a moment with God. We've encountered it on missions trips. Yeah. And, you know, moments like that in prayer and things like that, where it's like, wow, we all have this moment together. But then there are times where God wants to speak to you and hear you by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And he wants to hear what you have to say, not what you and your group or you and your friends have to say. So I think it's super important to also understand that when it comes to our relationship with God. Even that space with friendships is important.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Even in a terrestrial level, you know, when it comes to boundaries, terrestrial level, terrestrial here I, I on Earth, how, <laughs> yeah, that's a here good on Earth, like um, you know, I, I the, the way I think of it is a potentially good friendship can be sabotaged by someone who is too uh, clingy or needy when you have a person where maybe you guys do vibe well maybe there's a person yeah yeah we connect well we have a lot of common interests but if this person is always you know what are you doing where are you going why I'm not invited why this why that Uh, and they always want to be in your kool-aid and it's like okay we could have been really good friends but you're just like you're on level 360 and I need you to come down to level 60 because you're just being a little too much and i think that people need to understand those boundaries as well you know i'm like for example if i you've invited me to your house plenty of times i would never be like oh yeah me and me and june well miguel we're you know we're friends mad years away let me go upstairs into his room you know not even like i would never just start wandering in your house opening your fridge going into your basement going into your room opening drawers like i would never do that because there are boundaries. But there are some people who would. They'll just stroll in. They'll be like, oh, I saw you had a cake over there. I opened it and I took a slice. <laughs>
1: They'll like, complain about it. Like, I don't like this. Why is this here? You don't have the... Like, <laughs> let me tell you. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. you know, so what would you say then to someone who, you know, the idea of friendship and exclusivity, where it's almost as if you are my friend, mm-hmm. exclusively my friend, where it's almost like, you know you have to it's almost like a, you don't want anyone else to be friends with this person no. or a group of people let's say it could no. be more than you know where it's almost like this is the squad it's us and you know oh i saw you talking to so-and-so who who is that and none of your business you're going over there and you know <laughs> what are your thoughts on someone who may have that problem like with they have friendships and they feel like they're in control they own the friendships and they don't want you to be friendships with anyone else what is that word does that stem
0: from that sense from I think going back to like that neediness. Maybe this is an individual who um, wants friends. Finally found someone where they feel like they're on the same wavelength, and doesn't want to let them go because they're afraid that they're gonna meet somebody else that they like more, and then they're gonna forget about them. You know, and I think that that and that's why I said like sometimes people being too clingy or being too needy. Like you just messed up something really good. You know, I'm like we're friends. Me and you are friends. We hang out a lot together. We do a lot of things together. But if I decided one day to hang out with somebody else or whatever, you don't blow up my phone. I saw you on Instagram. You posted a picture with three other people. I wasn't in there. Why wasn't I invited? <laughs> like that that would never happen. But you do have people that would be like, they wouldn't go that way. But the next day they'll see you. They'll be like, oh, so what did you do yesterday? Oh. Oh okay, I, I thought I saw a picture of you, you know, with uh, Brian at, you know, the, the store. And what were you guys doing there? Like, you know, they start this whole interrogation process when they know very well where you were and what you were doing. And, you know, I like to me, that's a complete turnoff. To me, that's like, oh, okay, I see where this is going. Thank you for your services. We no longer have to be close friends. <laughs> right. And, you know, and it's, and you want to... Speak with the individual. And I think the first step is and in no way, shape or form do I think that at the first strike you cut people off. Yeah, there's sometimes a little peop- there's people that are a little too out there, too loopy. And you kind of do. Uh, but if this is someone where you think that, you know what, maybe this person just needs a little help along the way, then it's your job to establish these boundaries. Maybe they can't see it. Maybe they didn't grow up. With people that, you know, built boundaries, like laid out boundaries for them clearly. And maybe that's why God placed you in their life to kind of lay out these boundaries for them. And we're like, hey, you know, if this is going to work, we can't do it this way. Like I've had that experience with people uh, that came, you know, even in the way that someone addressed me. I didn't like the way you addressed me or I didn't like the way you addressed, like my wife, for example, whatever. And I will sit down with them and be like, okay, let me explain something to you. I understand what you were trying to say, but you said it in a way that I didn't like. So for the future, if you ever want to address the situation or a situation like this with me, this is how you would do it. And I think that's the mature way to do it. Be like, let me lay it out for you so that we don't have this issue. Cause if we if this happens again, it's gonna be an issue. But I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt that you didn't know better. You didn't you didn't identify what that boundary was. So let me clear it up for you. I mean, I don't know. What am I being a little too extra by doing that? What do you think?
1: No, I mean, communication is the only way to have an effective friendship and relationship with anyone. So it's almost like you need to let the person know, I didn't like that. Don't do that again. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to let them know these things. if You know, you want to have a good friendship and a friendship that thrives. You know, like, the problem that I've seen and even experienced a lot of times is, you know, people don't set these boundaries. Yes. They don't set boundaries from the beginning. So then, as their friendship progresses, they're annoyed, and they hold in all these feelings. Yeah, they don't say anything uh, because they're not saying anything, until one day they explode on you, and you're like, "Wait a minute! You know where's this coming from? I didn't know. I didn't." Di-. And it's like, "Okay, this is a series. It's a buildup yeah. of things that." they just kept ignoring and ignoring you know so it's never okay to let those feelings of you know resentment or bitterness or whatever it is things that you know it could be just simple things you know i don't like how you talk with food in your mouth and your food comes out you know and that's a dumb example but you know we don't know that specific but you know every time you talk to me you know food flies out your mouth into my face like i don't want that i don't like that so even as simple as that is important to communicate yes you know and just Um, help that person kind of see and it's like you know what if you want to chew like that in your house great but just like when you're around me like can we not do that you know (laughs) and again that's a dumb example but just you get the idea of just setting that communication right from the beginning and um you know friendship is should not be like okay so i've you know have this contract you're gonna sign the dotted line and you know don't do this don't do that but friendship is work yeah you know, so. Although it's like you don't have contracts and things like that with people, but friendship requires work. And I think that brings us to the next point where it's uh, mutuality, where yeah. friendship is a two-way street. This is not just like I'm your friend, I do the work, yeah. and you do nothing. Yeah. You know, it's friendship requires two people or a group of people or whatever to really invest time in that friendship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know... um it's very important to be able to identify uh, who your friends are and to know that all right I'm going to invest time in this person and what that means is is that you're going to be there for them you know their are tough times you're their shoulder in their times where they're stressed out you're there to help them relax you know in their times of sadness you're there to cry with them in the times of happiness you are there to laugh with them as well and they should be doing the same thing uh, back with you Proverbs 27 uh, 17 says um, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another so a friendship is should push each other to grow. So that's why, you know, even going back to the boundaries, that's why it's important where, you know, you have a friend who doesn't really, you know, hasn't developed that ability to identify boundaries. Help them. It'll make them a better person. It will, help, it will make them a better friend for you as well. And the same thing, vice versa. Your friends should be helping you out to become a better person, to become a better friend, a brother's son, you know, a better brother, uh, just a better person in general. You don't want to have friends that are always asking you to cut school. You don't want to have friends that are always telling you, yeah, don't go to work, take a sick day. Oh, just call out, just do this or whatever. Like, they're not taking into consideration your livelihood, that you need to make money, uh, that you have bills to pay, that you want to get an education. Like, these are people that are just out here just trying to have fun and not thinking about your future.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, also important, you know, when talking about iron sharpens iron, the idea that you want people around you that are going to make you better. Yeah, and that are going to help you grow so you don't want people around you that you know when you ask for their opinion it's like oh it's great it's awesome it's amazing oh yeah no don't change that no that you want people that will kind of challenge you a little bit and will when say when necessary when necessary yeah. yes you know the idea that you want them to be able to tell you like okay this is great but maybe you can try this and it'll be better or yeah. maybe you can do this and again I'm talking, there are always like exceptions to these things, you know what I mean? Because if someone's coming at you sideways, telling you, (laughs) you know, oh, don't do that. I think that's a bad idea. Do this because it's my idea and it's going to work because it's me. Then no, no. dismiss them, you know, but if it's something that you're asking for an opinion and you're leaving it up to them and kind of opening up that, Platform for them to share what they feel, you know, take it into consideration and be okay with that. And learn that that's sometimes the way we grow by, you know, other people's thoughts and other people's expressions and other people's, you know, input into whatever you're doing. And it could be as simple as, you know, I'm painting this picture. What do you think of these colors? Or as big as, you know, I'm thinking of switching careers or going back to school. Do you want someone to tell you, oh, it's too late? Don't go back to school. You know, you're in your 30s. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. What do you want someone to say, like, Dude, if you can do it and you're financially able to do it, go for it. I'll support you. I'll help you. So, again, that's iron sharpening iron. Yes. You know, you don't want people around you that say, man, you're in your 40s. I wouldn't do that. Like, no. You know, I want people around me that will help me, that will motivate me and encourage me. No, you know what? It seems a little crazy, a little impossible. It's out there. But you know what? I think you can do it. I think you're perfectly capable of
0: doing that. If you are, you know, that's why it's super important to have people around you that you're able to have that back and forth with. You know, maybe I'll come up to you with an idea like, man, I was thinking about doing this. And then me and you will go back and forth and we'll look at all the options. We'll look at all the factors. like, Am I financially willing? Am I in a position financially to do this? If yes, no, okay, good. Am I in a place emotionally? Am I in a place when it comes in reference to my time and all this other stuff? You know, am I able to do that? You may walk away from that conversation realizing, you know what? Right now is not the time to do that. Or you'll walk away from the conversation with clarity of, you know what, this is the time to do that. But that's why it's important to have people that you can have that back and forth with. At the end of the day, it's your decision. Whatever you want to do, you're going to do it. But when you have people to go back and forth with and just, you know, like really try to polish out an idea or really like try to think about, you know, have a 360 perspective of something that you're trying to do, that is always awesome. And I think that also leads us to our next uh, point, which is respect. So along with mutuality, friendship requires respect. Respect is the foundation of any good relationship. One of the main ways we show respect is in how we talk about our friends when they're not around. That is super, super important. I think that, you know, uh, you could be my friend in my face. You could be the best person when I'm in the room. uh, But if I found out that when I walked out of the room, you were bashing me or you were saying stuff about me that you would never say to my face, that would hurt me. Like I would feel betrayed. I would feel like, man, why would you do that? And I think that, you know, as friends, we we also have the responsibility to uh, care for our friends when they're not in the room.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think to me, that's true friendship and true respect when although they're not around you, you know, it's just natural for you to talk highly of them, you know, and it's just natural for you to uplift them and talk great about them because they're your friend and you have love for them. And I think, you know, the verse that they use here. Um, is Proverbs 20, 25, and it says, argue your case with your neighbor himself and do not reveal another's secrets, lest he who hears you bring shame upon you and your ill repute have no end. So it's a lot of big words there, fancy <laughs> language, but telling you, you know what, if you have something you know, with a friend, go to that person directly. Don't go to someone else and reveal their secrets and, oh, I heard this, I heard that, I feel yes. this, I feel that. Did you hear or did you, know? you know, and now you're bringing someone else involved.
0: That has nothing to do with it. Yeah,
1: you're involving someone else that has nothing to do with the situation. Go to the source. Go directly to the person. I think this is another situation that, you know, we see all the time where it's like people have problems with each other, disagreements or arguments that are so small and minute that are not big deals. They make it a big deal because they involve everybody around them.
0: Or they don't address it when they were supposed to address it. And it kind of snowballs into something bigger than what it was. If you would have just spoken to that person the first time the situation happened, then this would've all been squashed. But because you didn't speak to them, something else happened, you involved somebody else, who so then involved somebody else, it becomes this whole big extravaganza for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's like you could have you could have killed all of this if you would have just talked about it in the beginning.
1: Yeah, and you know, for church leaders and people in ministry and you know, people in the church, listen, If there's something, a disagreement you have with someone and you go and involve other people and let's say it's something serious, Mm -hmm. whether it's a big disagreement or something you found out that you really shouldn't be sharing or shouldn't be like, you know, just telling everyone who's not involved in that situation, you're going to be responsible if that person that you told just, um, you know, had their ideas and views you know, shifted and skewed yeah. because of what you told them. Absolutely. You'll be responsible for that. You know, I don't know how many times growing up I was told things about other people that when I looked at them, I was like, uh, yeah, no. You know, like you completely disqualify them and discredit yes. them because of what you heard that possibly could not even be true. It's probably a lie or based on, you know, it's one perspective, one-sided. So you have to be so careful when you share You know, things like that with other people and involve them because half the time, you know, they will not, if they're not at that level or spiritually mature or able to, they won't be able to separate what you told them from the person they know and see every day. And that's your fault.
0: No, absolutely. And I would even go, I would piggyback a little bit in that when it comes to having friends, we also need to know what. We share with our friends. Like there's certain people that in your life and you're good friends with, and you vibe well. You have a lot in common. Y'all can go hang out. Y'all love the Lord um, on you know the same amount that the other person loves the Lord, all that good stuff. But there's certain aspects of your life that you cannot share with them because maybe they're not either spiritually mature enough or just regularly mature enough to have that separation. Also, I think we spoke about this in the previous podcast where you. I think we were speaking about this when we were talking about the leaders. Where you know I may be going. Through something a tough situation in my life or a personal situation in my life that I may not sh- be able to share with one friend because they're maybe too sensitive or they maybe take it like too hard, too to heart, or they won't be able to separate you know me from that situation moving forward where I can maybe confide in somebody else and we can have that conversation and we can talk and we sh- can have that honesty and you know that and pray with each other and all that good stuff. Um, so it's also being able to you know not. Just because a person is your friend, they get 100% access to everything you're in life. No, that is I don't I don't think that works that yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. You know, I
1: mean, there are things that just because they're your friend doesn't mean you have to share it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: there are things that you know. Are meant for you to deal with by yourself. Yes. And maybe your husband or your wife if you're married. Yes. You know, that's a whole other subject. So that's a whole other subject that we can (laughs) get into eventually. But like you're married, that's your best friend. Yes. You know, so, and I'm not married yet, but that's my philosophy, you know, and I'm bringing that into it. It's like, you know what? You don't need to go tell secrets and things like that, you know, around to other people, you know, and you just have to be so careful. And if you're not married and you're single and, you know, you have things that you just, feel like you need to share whatever seek wise counsel just because they're your friend and it has nothing to do with them it doesn't mean they're not trustworthy doesn't i mean we're friends and we have things we have never shared with each other and that doesn't mean i don't trust him or you know uh he's gonna look at me differently or whatever it's just the idea that there are some things just just you you. keep to yourself and be okay with that you don't have to share everything that you feel or everything you're going through with everyone be selective be wise with who you choose to share your
0: life with Yeah, absolutely. And you never want to cause someone to fall either, you know, because like I was saying before, certain things that some people just they can't wrap their brain around. And that's okay. That that doesn't that's not speaking less of the other individual. It's just that that's where you have to deal with. That's for you. And you keep that party moving all on its own, Um, you know, and that's why, you know, and that's that's also showing respect. You're respecting the person by understanding, you know what, this is something that I need to deal with on my own and you need to be okay with the fact that. I will be dealing with stuff on my own that, you know, doesn't necessarily involve you. But we're still friends. We're still cool. We can keep the party going.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the next point that the article talks about is candor or uh, honesty. You know, candor, the, the, the definition is, you know, the quality of being open and honest in expression. You know, the idea that honesty in any friendship and relationship is also a necessity. Yes. You know, the idea that don't, you know, flatter me. Don't Mm. tell me what I want to hear.
0: Gas me up. Yeah.
1: Be honest with me. You know, this is, again, the idea of communication. If this bothers you, let me know. If I find something that bothers me, you know, something that you do, I will let you know. The idea that, you know, honesty is important in any friendship that you have, whether it's, you know, a friend within the church, out of the church, honesty, you know, is, again, that element that, you know... It can could, could either make or break the friendship. Yeah. You know, if you're honest to a level where you're honest, but your intentions are, yes, was you know, to that. Yes. not pure and you're honest in the sense of, you know, wanting to destroy and bring down, then no, don't do that. Yeah.
0: You know, some truths um, hurt. No matter, you know, so there's some truths that that are nice and they make you feel good and, you know, uplift you. But there are other truths that do hurt. But a good friend delivers those truths with the intention to help the other person grow, not to hurt them. Uh, so that's why it's important that, yeah, you know, there may be something that you need to share with your friend because it is a truth. But it's also a matter in your delivery. You know, there there's a certain way to say things, especially when it comes to sensitive topics. So when you're speaking about somebody's character, maybe an action that that person has where maybe you don't like what they do or maybe just a habit they have just, you know, isn't beneficial to them and you would like for them uh, to fix it or correct it or just, you know, try to give them some, you know, uh, uh, good advice and, you know, but it's also, it's, it's the important thing Um, behind what you want to say is how you deliver that message. Because if you deliver it the wrong way, they A, aren't going to listen to what you're saying and B, going to walk away upset because of the way that you said it.
1: Yeah, and also timing. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't want to crush someone's dream or crush someone's moment with your honesty. It's like you know, I mean, you don't know how many times I've had people where it's like I just finished doing something, whether it's a poem or pantomime, whatever, get off the stage, and the first thing they tell you is, like Oh, yeah, well, you should have done this or should have said this, you know. And it's like, Okay, you know, and imagine it it could be from a stranger, and it's like, Okay, stranger, but when it comes from a friend, it's like, All right, that's the only thing you could tell me right now. Can you you tell me something positive now? Maybe follow up later with okay i think next time it'll be even greater if you do this or i was thinking you know i was you know analyzing what you were doing and i think that this would work great you know it's all in your delivery if you're rough in your delivery you're not going to be accepted your criticism won't be you know accepted you want to be sure you know tell the truth in love yeah so the truth is a b and c but you know i'm gonna tell you a and give you a hug (laughs) <laughs> tell you B and give you high five. Tell you C and tell you what else you could do. Yes. You know, so it's all in how you deliver the message.
0: Absolutely. Proverbs 27, 5 to 6 says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Prof- uh, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. And I think that, you know, it's very important that, you know, as friends that we do develop uh, those line of communications where we get like, what is the point of having a friend if you can't be honest? Like, you know, you're not really my friend that if we can't be honest, but you also want to be honest through love. You know, I think that's what's important with that.
1: And I love that part where it says um, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Yeah. You know, the idea that In friendships, there will be disagreements. There will be things that may hurt you that someone says. There may be things that may discourage you or disappoint you. But it's like, okay, what are you going to do with those emotions and those feelings? What are you going to do about how you feel about that person? Do you want to discard a whole year or years, I should Mm -hmm. say, of friendship over one small thing that hurt you? Or is it like, okay, what can we do to work through this? This hurt me. You know, this affected me. Let's find a way to fix this because I don't want to throw away our friendship over, you know, this one small mistake. And that yeah. leads us to the next point of forgiveness. Yes. Forgiveness needs to be an element, you know, in our friendship. No friendship can last without forgiveness. And Proverbs 17, 9 says, whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea like, you know what, when you decide that, okay. Okay. You know I want you to be my friend you're saying we may disappoint each other we may yep. hurt each other but because I choose for you to be my friend and we have this friendship I'm going to seek love and I'm gonna you know seek how we can make things better and fix this situation and you know at the end of the day show forgiveness
0: yeah and there's certain there 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 may be occasions where the person maybe offends you and it's unconsciously they had no idea that what they said offended you they had no idea that you know they canceled that you last minute you guys were supposed to go out they had no idea that you wanted to to share good news with them. They canceled you last minute, didn't give you a really good reason um, or whatever, but they didn't realize that that was an important moment for you. Um, And we can't just hold these grudges and be like, you weren't there for me. Like, you know, there there are times where unconsciously we will offend each other. Maybe I was, you know, I had a a bad day. I was already in a, you know, in a cranky mood. Um, And then you said something and I came back sarcastic. Like at that moment, if if you can read me, you'll know like, okay, something's going on with him. I didn't like what he said. Tomorrow I'll call him and I'll be like, hey, dude, by the way, you know, yesterday I know that you weren't feeling so well, but. You know, you kind of said something that I thought was a little out of line, and you have that that conversation of, you know, it offended me, and the person hopefully apologizes, and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry I should not have said that, and you have that moment of forgiveness, and it helps friendships become stronger. You know, the, I think that there are times where you will bump heads, and you'll have certain disagreements or whatever, but if the friendship is worth it, you work through it, and you learn how to communicate uh, through those moments of difficulty.
1: Yeah, I mean, as an English teacher, you know, I love quotes and things like that, and Shakespeare uh, says... A friendly eye is slow to see small faults. So it's like we all have faults. We yeah. all have flaws. You know, so it's almost like do I choose to just look at those flaws in mm-hmm. you or do I choose to look at the great things that you are able to do and the great characteristics and traits that you have and the great person that you are and what can we do to work through those flaws? What can we do to work through my flaws? You know? Yeah. And again, this is not I'm not talking about a friendship, you know, a friend that you just met last month. You know, or a friend that you have through social media. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about a friendship that you invest time and energy and, you know, you really take out the time to invest in this person's life. And, you know, I also want to just say this because I feel that this is something that's also thrown out there a lot. You know, our characters and our personalities are all very different, Mm -hmm. you know? But just because you have a strong character, or because you have a character that can be very loud when you want to express your point and you say it with confidence and you don't realize, but you know, you may undermine other people's opinions or thoughts and ideas because you're so loud and confident in your ideas. Doesn't mean that you walk around with the attitude like, well, this is who I am oh, and they have to accept me the way I am because yeah. loudness and being obnoxious and confident like that all the time is not always a good thing.
0: No, and I think that that comes down to immaturity you know I can pinpoint a time in my life where you know I went through that stage of you know uh, you know I'm gonna say it this is what I believe and you know who likes it, likes it, who doesn't you know tough cookies uh, but you know once you mature and you realize that you know what, I need to be able to express my opinion or whatever it is that I want to express in a in a mode that is effective that is not off-putting that cuz I'm already Personally, you know, I already have a strong character. I have a a certain demeanor that some people, you know, misinterpret as being too serious or, you know, too stone-faced or whatever it is. Uh, So I have to kind of um, circumvent that or uh, overcompensate by then making sure that when I do speak to people that I do use a friendly tone, that maybe I show a little extra teeth, you know, and a smile. Like there's certain things that I need to make conscious efforts in doing uh because of my personality type and i think that uh as individuals we have to be able to acknowledge that same way that you have to be you have to be able to identify personalities where necessarily you're either maybe too similar and you'll clash or you're not similar at all so communicating you have to kind of figure out a way to communicate with that person in a way uh, like these are things that we have to start picking up signs in um, you want to see uh, people get along better in your churches uh, you want to see your youth group you know become more united these are you have to be able to pinpoint personalities and learn how to get people to connect in a more effective way because personalities um, kind of you know when you don't address them the right way they get in the way of potentially good friendships
1: yeah and I mean forgiveness is something that's so important because you know especially within the church it's something that you know you don't see often sometimes where it's it's people really struggle with forgiving and letting go where it's like you know so and so did this to me They're a friend sometimes they weren't even a friend and they just hurt me and I don't want to let it go so I'm going to leave my church or go somewhere else or just sit on the other side of the church I don't want to talk to you I can't be in the same group I can't be in the same you know this I can't be in the same that because of that person and you build you yourself fuel the awkwardness and you fuel that resentment and you fuel you know that atmosphere and you create that you know do you want to constantly be in an atmosphere where people can feel tension Mm. even in boyfriend girlfriend relationships where you break up and whatever you know it's not that bad you can get over it you know what Mm -hmm. i mean there are situations where depending on whatever situation is you have to remove yourself entirely then you have to do what you have to do but in most cases you know what you are able to overcome and be strong even if it is for two hours and not invite other people into that atmosphere of resentment and bitterness that you have and unforgiveness because that's what we do. When we choose not to forgive someone, we actually invite those people around us. When we bring that attitude and that, you know, those feelings into the group and into the dynamic, we invite everybody else to be involved in that. And, you know, they can feel it and people can feel tension. They can feel the awkwardness. They can feel the heaviness. Who wants to live like that? I mean, I've been through situations where, I've had friendships and things have happened and you know we haven't spoken and whatever. But you know what? I've also have been in friendships where we've disagreed, have gone through situations and we've spoken about it. Even if it wasn't in the moment and it was months later where we've spoken and where we've recognized, you know what, if we would have spoken about this years ago, like or months ago man we would have avoided so much and it's so crazy because forgiveness works on a friendship level you know when i'm I'm talking about friends you know where i have had people that we've disagreed have hurt you know both parties have you know hurt each other and we both have our own hurts and have our own situations and it's crazy that this day when you look at them when i look at them specifically i do not remember you know, the hurt that I felt or remember the issues that we went through because I chose to forgive and let it go. And we spoke about things. We spoke about things and we, you know, spoke about, you know, well, what hurt you? Well, this is what hurt me. And, you know, realizing that as you were speaking, there was healing that was happening. And, okay, this is how I always like to also end the conversation, you know, when you are in those moments where it's like, all right, we spoke about what hurt us. And that's easy to do. But now, what are we going to do to fix it? Yeah. What does this mean going forward? You know, are we going to bring this up now every now and then? You know, this or are we squashing it? Are we going to bring up this hurt again? You know, so it's important to also understand what are you going to do after you address the hurt and the pain? What are you going to do moving forward? Forgiveness is freeing, where you are no longer having to, you know, think about oh my gosh, this person is here today, and <laughs> you know, oh, I have to deal with so and so. You know, you choose to put yourself in that prison. Even if the other person chooses not to forgive you, yeah, okay, and it's said often, forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you, and it's true. You know what? You let that go. Don't let that bother you. Don't let... You know, their unforgiveness keep you in a prison.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you know what through this forgiveness uh, process is also a learning process. Uh, uh, ideally, the best thing that happens is that that the, the you and your friend learn uh, what the mistake was, what was done, and you try not to repeat it again. Uh, but I think it also makes you a little bit more conscious, a little bit more aware of things that you were maybe um, uh, neglecting or not taking into consideration, or just like ignoring pleading. there are certain times uh where you know there's certain there's certain friends that are putting your life that these are like lifelong friends that you'll have for many, many years. Um, and hopefully you'll grow old together. There's other friends that are only part of your life for a season. And you have to accept that. You have to accept that, that we were really good friends back in the day. And, you know, maybe we didn't even have a falling out. We just drifted apart. You started to do your thing. I started to do my thing. And you know what? That's okay. There shouldn't be any resentment there. There shouldn't be any hurt there. Um, and then for those friends that are friends that, You know they 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 break apart or you know they they went through a really big blow up um but there was a restoration and you know maybe you guys did forgive each other it's also okay that you guys are not going to be best friends again and that maybe sounds controversial and people may not like to hear that i just said that that maybe you used to be really good friends with someone and you're not going to be really good friends with them ever again I think that that's okay. Unfortunately, you know there are consequences for th- for every action. There's a consequence, a good one or a bad one. So maybe we were really good friends, and I messed up. I backstabbed you. I betrayed you. I slandered you. I did something really horrible. But because of God's love, mercy, and grace, we came together. We forgave each other. We're cool. There's no beef between us. But I can't expect to be back in your life like I was previously. Like unfortunately, I burned that bridge. I made that mistake. I have to be okay with that where there may be certain people that are able to re-establish that bridge and that's cool kudos to you uh but for some people maybe that doesn't happen again And that's okay as well. You know, I think that some people are not going to like that I said that. uh, But I think that it is a reality. And I also think that that's something that you have to be conscious about. You also have to take care, you know, worry about yourself. You know, you also have to be weary. You don't want to open up the door to someone to burn you twice. And that doesn't mean that you become super paranoid and don't make friends with anyone ever again. But now you're a little bit more conscious. You're a little bit more savvy. You're able to pick up on things a little bit more quickly so that if you do identify any red flags, you're able to address the situation when needed.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's so crazy because I just this week downloaded this app, the Sprinkle of Jesus app, (laughs) where they send you notifications and stuff like daily inspiration and quotes. And right now at 957, it says, Stop adding people to your life with the same characteristics as the people you ask God to remove. Mm, and it's good. funny cuz having to do with friendships where a lot of times we pray certain prayers and we say certain things, God, I want to grow. God, you know, take this out of me or I don't want to be this type of person or and it's almost like okay, well, you are that type of person and that's a quality you have and that's how you feel because of the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. So I'm going to have to remove these people from your life but then we don't realize that and we just keep wanting to add more people and people of the same and it's almost like, listen, if God removes people from your life, However he does it, you know, I don't believe God does things in like chaos and confusion and disruption, like on a major scale where it's like, because, oh, well, God removed them from my life. That's what he had to do. Sometimes he does. But there are times that he can peacefully, like you said, just cause people to just drift, drift apart. apart. Yeah. Be okay with that. And even if it was a fallout, be okay with that. Yeah. You know, be okay with the fact that they were in your life for a season. Embrace it. And you know what? Your paths may cross again. And when they do, maybe you'll be at a different place yeah. and a different time. Where you can squash everything and just you know move forward. The last point of this article is constancy, you know, or consistency, you know, and the verse that they use here is uh Proverbs 17:17 17, 17. a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Yeah. Loves at all times, good, bad, ugly. When things go the way you expected, when they go the way you didn't expect it to go, that friend is there. And, you know, not that we want to put these people on pedestals in our lives, not that we want to put them as, you know, right under God, but, you know, understanding that a friend loves at all times, but a friend is also human yeah. at all times, yeah, you know, and that has to go hand in hand. And all of these different elements that we spoke about, I think we have to remember that we are human. Yes. We could have a solid friendship for 50 years, over 50 years. I could say one thing that you never thought I would say to you. That's it. And completely destroy you. And it's like, am I going to accept the fact, listen, you're human. You know, maybe you didn't mean it that way. Maybe that's how I understood it. Or maybe that's exactly what you said and how you meant it. Right. It's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to respond in a moment like that? You know, and it's a tough thing to think about. You know, you the people around you today may not be around you forever. But the people that are around you today could also be around you forever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: it's like, you know what? I believe that in these cases, we have a lot of control over that. We have a lot of control in how long people stay in our lives by the boundaries we place, by the communication we have, by, um, you know, where we place God in our friendship right? And in we could even throw in relationships, you know, where we place God in this formula and how we treat each other and the respect level. You know, yes, there are moments where God has to take certain people out of your life that aren't good for you and you probably don't even realize it and that friendship has to end, you know, but I believe that most friendships can endure tough times if these things are accounted for. Think back to friends in your own life that you're no longer friends with now. I'm sure you can pinpoint a lot of these things that happen along the way, you know. Well, if we would have communi- communicated this more effectively, if I would have stopped this sooner, if I would have expressed how I felt when they said that sooner, if I didn't hold that in and didn't explode, or if this, you know, you can kind of pinpoint different areas where, you know, what if we would have handled things differently, maybe, you know, it's a, we could have still been friends. You know, I don't know what you you have a face like. I don't know. If you, no, no, no. Know. no. I'm thinking about. <laughs> what do you you're think saying? about I, that?
0: I think that it is true, and I think. Um, that, you know, the, there, there are the possibility that you do have uh, friendships that, you know, didn't work out and you maybe could have done something to fix it. But I also think that then there are other friendships that they just had, you know, the, the time expired. You know, I know what it is to be friends, you know, grow up with people, spend 20 years of your life uh, with individuals where you just grew up together, served God together and all this good stuff. Um, and then something changed where either some, like, for example, I moved away, um, got married and all that good stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like, if those 20 years didn't matter. And, you know, some people, when we think about seasons, we think, oh, maybe months, you know, three, three months, you know, four months is a season. No, there's seasons that last for years. And this person was in this, in your life for X amount of years. And then guess what? That time went up and they're no longer supposed to be, Part of your life in that capacity. Right.
1: And even in that, I do feel that it was then there bad, then in a sense, you know, I don't think that just because you move away has to mean, okay, well, that's it. The friendship's over. Like, you know, in my opinion, if we were friends for 20 plus years and you moved away, I would still try to maintain some type of communication with you. Yeah. You know, obviously there are other factors that can affect that, you know, but in most cases, it's like, if that's a true friend.
0: And, and I think that, unfortunately, that's when you come to realize that sometimes you're, you're the, like, how do I explain it? Like, you're a friend to them, but they weren't really a friend to you. Like, sometimes that realization Sometimes does cap, they does needed happen. your friendship more than, yeah. you know. And, you know, now they don't no longer need you. So it's like, okay, you know, yeah. deuces. Uh, and I also wanted to add that sometimes in our group of friends, when we have, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still recovering over this whole allergies thing. Uh, sometimes in a group of friends, we may have a friend, like two of our friends, like have a falling out. Like you don't always have to try to be matchmaker, like try to don't restore pick that side. Yeah. Don't pick sides. Don't get involved. Like sometimes those individuals just need time. Let them deal, let, gotta deal with them individually. Like if, you know, if they come for you for advice, awesome. But, you know, I've had this experience where people always put you in these awkward situations. Like, you know, me and you had a falling out, but someone, you know, invited us to the same place, didn't tell us we were going, sat us at the same table. Like they're always trying to like match us, like put us in the same room together so that we, you know, just talk it out. And But like some people don't know that sometimes people just need time. Just let them get over their feelings, let them get over their situation situation and hopefully you know god willing it'll work out they'll fix it if not then you know
1: yeah i mean and we encourage you guys if you find yourself in this place where you kind of have not been talking to a friend or have had disagreements man try your best to mend that friendship and again not to go back to where you were and you know to expect like we're gonna be bffs again but just the idea of man at least you know we communicated there's no ill feelings, there's no you know uh, things that we have haven't discussed. and you know what, we're moving on from that. Yeah. And you know what that doesn't you know this is something we have to accept the fact that in those cases, the friendship may never be the same again. That's yeah. okay. And be you okay know with that. being okay with that. So you know we encourage you, you know reach out to that individual. It's not easy. You know, it's a pride thing, having to get over that pride and that, you know, arrogance and all of those feelings. But, you know, be the bigger person. Try your best to reach out and um, also know that although our friends here on Earth, you know, and the people that we surround ourselves with, you know, we may find ourselves in situations where we disagree and we fall out and they fail us or betray us or whatever, You know, we have our trust in God who will never fail. No. And he's that one friend that will always be there. Amen. That won't change. That is constant. That is forever. That is unchanging. That regardless if you change and regardless if, you know, you aren't the same person, he is still the same and And loves you
0: anyway. And I think it's important, like, sometimes God allows things to happen in life because... Maybe we rely too much on our friends and we're not going to him. Uh, and sometimes God would like, position things in your life where it kind of like, you know, opens up the way for you to go to him. Maybe your friends aren't available for you in a certain situation. Um, that doesn't mean, oh, okay, I don't have nobody to speak to. No, that means go to God, speak to him, confide in him, pray to him, you know, share with him how you're feeling, go to him for advice. You know, we spoke about this, I think, in our first episode about how God speaks to us in many different ways. It may be audibly, maybe through a word. Worship song, it may be through you know the Word, it may be through anything. God can use anything to speak to us and give us what we need at that precise moment. Uh, so we just want to thank everyone for tuning in on today's episode. We hope that uh, this has served you uh, for encouragement. Uh, maybe gave you a little bit of clarity on how to deal with certain friendships or certain individuals who are trying to get close to you in your life, and you know try to give you a little insight on how to uh, navigate those relationships.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, if you have social media, you can follow us at God Life Culture on Instagram. Um, you know, send us a message there. You can shoot us an email at godlifeculture at gmail.com. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know what you'd like to hear, new topics. Um, you know, if you have any thoughts on this idea of friendships, any questions that you may have, let us know. We would love to answer that and just be a part of your growth in the Lord. Um, you know, thank you so much for listening in today's episode and continue to spread the word, share this link with other people, spread this message. You know, if again, you have friends in your life that, you know, you just want to listen to this together with and just discuss these topics, do that. Um, you know, we just want to be a blessing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we thank you again for tuning into God Life Culture Podcast. That is God, God Life Culture. Until next time. See ya.